Spirit of Design delves deep into the unseen elements of design and holistic sustainability. Join us, Amy and Anya, for open conversations with creatives, scholars, activists, and others to envision alternative design futures that are diverse, inclusive, community-centric, and in symbiosis with all life on this planet. the very first episode of Spirit of Design podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm Anya. And today we're going to be sharing with you the very first introduction to what Spirit of Design podcast will be. So the purpose of today's podcast is to introduce ourselves to you, to share a bit of our history, where we're coming from, and what Spirit of Design podcast is going to be all about, what we're going to be diving into here, and the ideas we'll be exploring further. So to kick us off, I'm just going to give you a bit of an introduction into how Spirit of Design podcast came to be. Um, Spirit of Design podcast is really an evolution of Sustainability 5.0, which was a, a online platform that Anya and I um, started just over a year ago. And Sustainability 5.0 is a, an online platform that facilitates experiences and conversations around a deeper and more holistic sustainability. Anya and I have both worked within fashion for quite a while now, and that is our background, and we're really passionate about it. And we came to the point in both of our careers where we felt like we were very frustrated with the conversation that was happening around sustainable fashion and the lack of kind of more holistic approaches to sustainability. And out of that evolved Sustainability 5.0. And from Sustainability 5.0 has evolved Spirit of Design podcast. I think um, some of you will have come over from knowing us through our work in Sustainability 5.0, um, and that's been a really exciting time, but we're really excited to introduce to you a bit more about where this podcast is going to take us and the things that we're going to explore here and what it's going to be about. So Anya, do you want to share a bit about what our vision for the podcast is and um, what the plans for the future are? Yeah, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, Amy. And yeah, this is our first episode. We're both really excited to be sharing um, a little bit of a rundown on what's to come. And so as Amy mentioned, our um, this podcast kind of um, arose from Sustainability 5.0 um, from this kind of a frustration of what we've been seeing in the sustainability movement, particularly around fashion and design in a larger context, that um, a lot of kind of the information and the so-called solutions we're seeing um, we both believe have been at a very surface level and we've been feeling a bit of a lack um, of these deeper conversations, particularly around um, 
holistic sustainability before design. So we're seeing it in other spaces, these deeper conversations, but not really for design. So that's our vision, I guess we could say, for Spirit of Design podcast is to create a space, like a, a virtual roundtable meeting space um, to facilitate community and conversation around concepts like spirituality, sustainability, creativity, decolonization, holistic activism, ecology, ethics, indigenous and ancient wisdom, and more, and then hone it into a design context and really start to um, explore and envision the future that we want to create through design by exploring these deeper concepts. So for our plan for the coming year and beyond, we would like to host these conversations between us. We'd like to facilitate conversations with leading designers, scholars, scientists, activists, philosophers, and more around these many elements of holistic sustainability for the design spaces. So it's really our hope in doing this that through facilitating and like birthing um, these deeper, more considered conversations that we can offer designers and creatives these new guiding imageries for these turbulent times that we find ourselves in so that we can work toward envisioning meaningful, regenerative and connected futures for all. And I think it might be good now that you know a little bit about where we're going with the podcast. Amy and I will give you a brief little introduction about our background and how we got to where we are now and how we met. And Amy, would you like to kick us off with introducing yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to give you a really quick rundown of my history and where I come from, I was born in New Zealand. That's my place of birth, my, my home country. I was born to um, a indigenous Maori father and a Pakia European Kiwi mother. And at two years old, I we all moved over to the USA, or then family of four. Uh, my parents went to university there and studied. And by the time I was six, we moved to a country called Tajikistan. And I grew up for most of my uh, child for all of my childhood years and my early teenage years um, in Tajikistan, right as the country was erupting into civil war, right as it had kind of cut away from um, Russia, from the USSR, and that time was a really turbulent time in time in terms of Tajikistan's history, um, and it really formed and shaped who I am today as a woman today. We moved back to New Zealand when I was about. 14 and I grew up here it was really confusing for me growing up in New Zealand because I just couldn't reconcile um the two worlds uh the it was like two different worlds Tajikistan and New Zealand and so that was really interesting time for me and I went traveling I, I quit high school at about 15 <laughs> started working um moved out of home at 17 and went traveling at 18 um, I came back after traveling a bit and, you know, 
being young <laughs> and started university. Uh, and when I went into university, when I was 21, I decided I was going to go into politics. I'm convinced I came out of the womb of feminist in all senses of the word. Um, and I had grown up just a passionate advocate for human rights and for justice and uh, environmental justice and I did I really didn't fit in growing up because most teenagers or kids didn't care about those things but I was just I just was so intense about it um so I came back I started studying politics and I wanted to go into human rights um and I thought that was going to be my path and I very quickly realized that uh it just I just, I sucked at it. It just did not work for me. It lacked all creativity. I hated it so much. And so, um, actually really on a whim, I decided to apply for, um, design school and I got in, I applied the week before it started and I got in for, I don't, God knows how I got in. Um, but I ended up doing a bachelor of design majoring in fashion and, I went into fashion knowing that it was going to be creatively political. Um, and I think that was a very interesting understanding at that time, but my worldview had shaped that understanding. And so um, I kind of, even though very few people were interested in sustainability at that time and very few people were looking at it, I kind of went in having this broader worldview just simply because of the experiences I had growing up and that really informed what I explored during that time in study. Um, so I came out of that degree and I felt really frustrated after having spent three years kind of looking at what was happening in the industry behind the scenes and the kind of ethical and sustainability crises that were happening and I felt super conflicted and I felt like I didn't want any part in that. So. I worked various roles within the industry, but mostly I tried to stay out of it because I didn't feel like I wanted to partake in anything that didn't align with my personal values. So come, I think it was 2016, I started the Colab Nation. And the Colab Nation was an online kind of hub for sustainable and ethical fashion brands where I curated a whole bunch of different brands. And at that time, it was really hard to actually find one place you could go where you could kind of shop based on your values. And so that's what the Collab Nation was. It was, you could go on there and you could shop based on your values, whether, um, you know, veganism was important to you or was it, whether it was important to have organic fibers or plant-based dyes, you could go in and shop based on those values. And I really loved that. I loved working with the designers we had. I loved the creativity of it, I loved that it gave me all this time to really go deep and explore what my personal beliefs around sustainability were. But I came to a point where I began to feel that perhaps I was just contributing to the noise, that by selling people something, and this was just my own personal feelings, that by you know, constantly trying to market things to people and sell them things that they really didn't need, that perhaps I was just contributing to the noise. So I felt really frustrated by that. And I had also really been exploring what um, sustainability meant in a, a more wider and holistic kind of um, sense. 
And it was at that moment that it was like the universe brought Anya to me and a very good friend of mine, um, Anya had met her at an event in London, Mackenzie Marsloff, and Mackenzie had, um, Anya had spoken to Mackenzie about what she was doing within fashion and Mackenzie said, oh, you've got to meet Amy. And so <laughs> we got on a Skype call and Anya and I started talking and it was crazy to me that in front of me on this call, there was this woman across the world who I'd never met before, who was, it was as if she was speaking all the things that I had been journaling about and thinking about. And, you know, these really big, broad and deep and holistic um, understandings of sustainability that nobody else in the industry was talking about. And she had pieced together the same puzzle pieces that I had in so many ways. And I just felt like she had been brought to me for a reason. And I felt super lucky to have been connected with Anya in this kind of a way. And so I went away from that Skype call and a week later, I, I messaged Anya and I said, hey, look, we share so many of the same beliefs and deeper understandings around what's going on here. Let's do something about it. We're both frustrated about this. And that's where Sustainability 5.0 came from. And that has led us down to the path where we are today. So that's a little bit of a background on me. Um, and Anya, do you want to share where you're coming from and your background and all of that? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love your story, Amy. And there's just so many similarities between mm -hmm. us and it's so nice to hear back about how we met because um, it was quite kismet actually. Mm. So yeah, a little bit about me. So I was born in Melbourne and I grew up in Melbourne and Brisbane, Australia. I'm now currently based in Sydney and I was born to two immigrant Polish parents who had uh, escaped communism in the late 80s before the wall came down. So that was quite an interesting upbringing. I was brought up very Polish, but um, in a Western context. And so I, you know, always had kind of this battle between two cultures and these two worlds, which... Um, as a child, I don't think I appreciated, but I do so much now. And um, so I was always also very fascinated by human, particularly women's rights. And I would read biographies and autobiographies about women achieving amazing things around helping others. And I just always knew that whatever I was going to do was going to be around helping women and so when I finished high school I started studying law and I wanted to become a human rights lawyer and I quit after a term because I just couldn't handle it um it was just because I'm a very creative person as well and there was just no creativity and I felt like my soul was sucking dry and I I, I I'm love looking back and knowing that I really listened to that um and so I left law and I really didn't know what to do because I wanted to do something creative but um I was still very young and I wanted to have fun as well and so for a few years I just studied visual arts and was just painting drawing and I started taking sewing classes in the evenings at TAFE 
and I went traveling and also on a whim, like you, Amy, I applied for fashion design and I now realize that was something I had wanted to do when I, since I was a young child, but I had kind of been forgotten about and I was lucky to get in. I studied at QUT in Brisbane and um, over three years had an incredible experience with a beautiful cohort um, of 29 other very individual creatives and that was over 10 years ago now and really then there wasn't any focus on fashion or design and it's kind of um, interconnection with human rights or um, sustainability and I kind of forgot about it to be honest. I was lucky um, enough in that time to do an awesome exchange program in my second year of that course to Amsterdam and I did an internship at Vivian Westwood which was quite eye-opening in terms of how design worked you know I had this um, Vivian Westwood was kind of like my pinnacle dream brand to work for and then when I was there I just um, was exposed to a lot of um, exploitation and things that didn't align with my values which really that was kind of the beginning point I think that started my my questioning of the fashion industry as it was um, when I finished my studies I worked for a little bit and saved and I moved to Paris it was always my dream to live there and I moved there I only knew one person slightly and that was an old teacher of mine from my studies and through her I got this job that I worked at for a few years managing this showroom by Florence Deschamps who's quite a uh, well-known fashion agent. Um, she was quite responsible for um, bringing Comme des Garçons um, out into the public arena in the 80s as well as Kenzo and a few other brands. So I worked personally with her managing and running her showroom and agency for a few years. So that was quite an interesting experience. Also in that time, I started being exposed to more exploitation and things that didn't align with my values. Um, You know, we were selling young emerging designers to all the top boutiques and department stores in the world. Um, But there was just so much ego attached. There was a lot of exploitation of us workers during the showroom. There was just very fast-paced rhythms that required you to work non-stop with little amounts of recognition and so I started really questioning this even more and more and I ended up leaving that job after a few years and moving back to Australia really feeling um, creatively stifled again as I hadn't been creating for a while and I started thinking about what I wanted to do and I really wanted to start making clothes again so I decided to start a small brand and I knew that when I was going to do this it had to be done properly and so for about a year before I created anything I just purely studied ethical supply chains um, kind of low impact um, materials just because I didn't know anything at all I wasn't taught that and um, I just really wanted to do this properly so I just taught myself as online talking to people and um, I started creating these clothes through this method called subtraction cutting which is 
a pattern cutting method invented by Julian Roberts from the UK um, that's very much based around zero waste and this intuitive process where the material kind of guides you where to cut, um, which I loved. And I was using materials made out of recycled bottles and hemps and organic cotton. And to create that, I was so lucky enough to find a beautiful, beautiful workshop run by an Australian woman called Penny um, in northern India in Lucknow, which is a small workshop around um, 30 women are employed there from the slums and local villages um, and given fair work, fair wages, opportunities um, to bring their kids to work, to have interest-free loans. It's a social enterprise that empowers women through fair work, through producing clothes and some homewares and accessories for Australian brands. So I worked with them for a few years and that really opened my eyes and my heart to what fashion could be if done um, with intention and consideration. And I spent some time there over those years um, living there at the workshop and um, working with these women day to day and seeing the impact that that safe place and fair work and fair wages actually had for their empowerment as well as skills training that they could then take elsewhere. And that really began even more questioning um, whether I wanted to continue running a brand because I was getting quite tired um, managing a lot of different hats of the job. And I kind of started feeling like this inkling in me that I wanted to learn more around sustainability and I wanted to get I knew there was these deeper elements, but I didn't know what that was. And so I actually decided to call off the brand and I applied to do my master's study in London and I was lucky enough to get in um, at the London College of Fashion. It was called a master's in fashion futures. So it was all focused on, upon the future of fashion with a big concentration on sustainability. So that was a year and a half degree which was made up of research and course content and in that time I was really able to delve deep into these huge concepts around economics, ecology, activism, like spirituality and then systems thinking, futuring, all these other concepts and then hone them back into fashion design um, and that was actually when I started exploring these ideas around spirituality and eco-spirituality but for fashion design which I hadn't seen done very much of and still today I don't see that much of I'm sure there are probably other people talking about these ideas in relation to fashion design but I haven't come across many so that was when I really started writing about these things and exploring them and in that program I was lucky enough to work with some very amazing uh, people, scholars at the Centre Sustain uh, for Sustainable Fashion, which is the research centre that was joint with the degree. So I was lucky enough to have this beautiful support network that really kind of nourished this alternative and larger expansive thinking um, that really was trying to push for getting to the root cause of our issues. So I was lucky to have that experience and 
um, when I finished studying. I worked, I did some freelance consulting in London um, and freelance research work. And I actually decided to move back to Australia. So Amy and I had already met at this time and I transitioned back to Australia where I'm now based in Sydney. Um, and this year I began teaching at the University of Technology, Sydney, teaching in design, interdisciplinary design subjects, as well as systems thinking um, and some fashion theory subjects, which has been great. And I'm still continuing this uh, research and writing around spirituality and fashion, as well as working on these projects with Amy. Um, so it's all intermingled and interwoven and yeah, that's a little bit or a lot about me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's cool for our listeners to kind of understand where we came from and what our backgrounds mm. are and, um, yeah, what's led us to these moments. And it's funny because Anya and I haven't yet met in person before. No, um, we, we just <laughs> hang out online all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're still waiting for that moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's really interesting how many things we share right down to sharing the same star signs um, and almost mm. the same birthday. It's just a few days apart. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just find it funny how, how yeah. many similarities have brought us together to this moment. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, and is there anything else you want to add before we close up for this first, very first introductory episode? Which we've recorded so many times. Yeah, <laughs> so, so many, many times. <laughs> we either messed it up or deleted it yeah. by accident or... Yeah, we're on a big learning curve here, but um, <laughs> yes. So for the 10th time. <laughs> exactly. I guess I just wanted to say that we're both really excited to be sharing these ideas. Um, mm. Also terrified to be putting them out there. <laughs> it's, yes. I think we're feeling the call that it's important for us to dig deeper um, if we are to make, create the the futures that we and the world that we want to see yeah absolutely and and we'd love to hear from you guys this space the the yeah. purpose of the space like Anya said before is to create community and to um, have a space to engage with these ideas so please if if any of this resonates with you please um, you know feel free to message us to um, connect with us on social media you'll be able mm. to find all of the links to things like that in our show notes. Um, but we would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you have any suggestions or um, alternative thoughts, you know, mm. um, please share them with us. We'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, please. Do. Well, we will um, see you all on the next episode. All right. Have a beautiful day, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. For today's show notes, to get in touch, or sign up to our mailing list, you can find links at the bottom of this episode page. And if you are new to our community, then head on over to our Instagram at sustainability5.0 and our website www.sustainability5.com and follow along to stay up to date with our upcoming online and in-person events. 
If you found value in today's conversation, then we would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Through this, you're helping others to find these important conversations. Have a beautiful and wonderful week, everyone. Bye-bye.